What's up, Blackhawks Tribe? Uh, today is Tuesday, March 10th. Uh, thanks for downloading, tuning in, and listening to the Puck and Hustle Showcase number 24, the Nick Boynton episode, everybody. <laughs> we had to keep it classy. <laughs> the, Nick, the Nick Boynton episode. Honorable um, mention to Marty Havlat as well. Uh, you could have you said Dougie Wilson, too, but... Again, we had to class it up, <laughs> right? Just for Mister for Mister Jen Patterson, how about that, Mister Jen Patterson? <laughs> uh, so, gatekeeper here with my partner in crime, Patrick Sankis, uh, where we have been affectionately anointed the meatballs of the podcasting world, and we are the self-proclaimed favorite podcast of Derek Arms, Jake Prow, Zed the Brewer, Bass Frog eighty eight, as well as anonymous people. And the people consist of the millions <laughs> of Puck and Hassel Shoutcast fans all over these dark interwebs. Uh, joining us tonight, we have a special guest. Uh, is Adam Hess, who is the who is a staff writer over at Second City Hockey, and he also has his own website, um, which is feathersinthehat.com. And uh, you could find him at feathersinthehat.com. Or D-A, sorry, hat. Uh, how you doing, Adam? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, well, as we were just talking before, we're all fired up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that Twitter tag, the damn Twitter, it wouldn't let me fit the hat, feathered in the hat. So I had to go with duh because it's a Chicago thing, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I heard I heard you kind of explain it when you were on the uh, Hockey Night podcast. So yeah, I kind of knew the background on that one. So, uh yeah, I mean, you you on on their uh, podcast, you kind of gave a little bit of a background, but you just uh, pretty you started pretty recently, just actually blogging yourself, right? Yeah, I started in April. It was it's um I actually didn't explain it very well on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I was in like a a journalism class last semester, and one of the things that we got extra credit for was like posting our stuff online, and I wrote about the Blackhawks a lot for that class because it was like stuff something that I liked and was pretty easy to write about, and I thought I knew a lot about it. And I liked posting it, and, like, my friend said it that they liked reading it. So I was like, well, maybe I'll try this out. And it's worked out, I guess, because I got brought on to Second City Hockey and have a pretty good following now. So Yeah, that's great. That's cool, man. That's actually a, a, a lot like the story of how I started uh, Pocket Hostel, which is 
basically I just, you know, I would just write stuff on my own and post it. Actually, probably at the time it was on MySpace. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, then, you know, it kind of converted over to, to Facebook a little bit. And, uh, I'm like, you know, I, I wrote about things and I would write them and then I would read the same sorts of things and opinions. And it's it kind of made it sound like I knew what I was talking about. So right. I kept doing it and kept doing it and I kind of liked it. So I just figured, well, I'll just start my own website. And it just so happens I started at, you know, you know, a couple weeks after they won their first cup in 2010, but I had been writing before that. Right. You know, just I hadn't been writing often and stuff, but I just kind of decided to uh, to take on like uh, kind of how um, well it was Second City Hockey at the time uh, with Sam Fells and those guys. I kind of took on how they do it, which was writing recaps and you know occasional articles here and there, and I figured well that would be a a good easy way of doing it. And easy is not <laughs> the way that is, right. Uh, it's it's tough, especially like I do this by myself. So yeah. if I like if I if I miss a game or am like you know too wiped or have stuff to do after a game, sometimes I just like don't even get a recap up. Yeah. So I I don't think I've recapped like two or three of the last couple games. Yeah. Um. It was before Pat came on. I someone mentioned somewhere. I think it was all. Oh, it was uh, the Fifth Feather guy who run, uh, used to run his own website, but now he's with uh, uh, the Committed Indian. Indian guys. Yeah. He said, you know, and he was on the uh, Hockey Night podcast too, and he was saying how uh, how hard it is to run, you know, a website like this by yourself. And I can definitely attest because for the first three years, I ran it by myself. Right. And I recapped every game in three years by myself. I didn't miss one. Now, granted, I'll go fully go out and admit and say that, you know, I did not watch every single game. Right. Um, you know, a lot of it, you know, or not a lot of it, but there was a handful of times where I just, you know, I've got a family and stuff and I just couldn't physically watch every game. So I, I would have to go off at, you know, uh, the, the highlights and, you know, the score sheets and things like that. But for the most part, I watched almost every game. So I'm, I was really happy when Pat was able to come on and help out because it just takes a lot of the load off of this. So, Yeah. It is hard, so I definitely commend you on that because I went through it for three years and it was crazy. Yeah, only lasted yeah. three months before I gave up on trying to recap every game. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough. People don't understand, you know, because you really have to pay attention to the game in a whole different manner when uh, you're actually having to provide some kind of recap on it. So, yeah, it's, it makes it impossible to watch it at a bar. Essentially, that's what I've come to the conclusion of. Yeah, the only. I, it, Try recapping a game that you're at. <laughs> uh, I did it actually earlier yeah. this year. <laughs> I've, did, yeah. I've done it a couple times, and the only way I was able to really do it was I, I kept notes on my phone. So every time something would come up, I would pull out my phone and just type you know a quick note out so that I wouldn't forget about it later. Well, but, luckily, uh, Carcillo wrote that Winnipeg recap for the both of us. Yeah, so. he did. He did, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, cool, man. It's good. Good to see uh, you know some, some fresh blood. Coming in, and uh, I, I did see that we made one of the tweets of the game, or I did, and it was it was actually one further back when uh, I actually indirectly starred in it when I was fighting with a guy from uh, the blue fifth line or something, some guy, some blues blogger or something. Oh yeah, that that is that that guy who was like making the Ferguson comment. Yes, the guy with the Ferguson comment. Yeah, he, that was <laughs> made one of the tweets of the game when I was looking at your stuff. So I'm like, well, I, as I told, uh, oh yeah, 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 
I told someone who retweeted it, I said, I, I feel dirty for even indirectly just starring in that. <laughs> because it was just like, eesh, eesh. It's almost like the Patrick Sharp stuff nowadays. You kind of really don't want to touch it. Yeah. So, anyway. So, we're here we are. Uh, we did a podcast, or, or a shoutcast, sorry, uh, last week. Uh, just wrapping up the trade deadline and everything. So kind of that's that's kind of out of the way. Uh, we can just you know kind of get the Blackhawk stuff uh, off topic. I do have to uh, give another shout out to our super fan Derek Harms, who seems to be putting up a new review every day. I think you know what? Now I know how AT and T feels when I bitch and moan about Uverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put. Actually, I think he keeps just redoing his uh, his review because the, the the last one that was up was on may 2nd and or march 2nd and it said day five i was completely disheartened to not find my t-shirt awaiting my arrival at my desk this morning as if monday wasn't bad enough the anxiety of a lost t-shirt drifting through the unknown void that is the u.s mail system begins to set in did they get the wrong address did the driver get lost was he murdered and it says was her murdered. So another <laughs> another misspelling for our boy Derek Arms. Good thing good thing we only count on him for photoshops because if it was for grammar <laughs> we'd be lacking. Uh was I even sent a t shirt? No. <laughs> that's that's probably the best one right there. All these ponderings swirl in my head and make it difficult to produ- to be productive. So well, I got to say, he's pretty productive on coming through with the Photoshop within an hour of the podcast being up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, he is pretty good with that. I, and I give him big credit on the on the Rosa Ball one. Uh, yeah, you know, Derek, uh, Uncle Rosa Ball thoroughly enjoyed that one. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. I actually have that saved on my phone in case I need to uh, keep bringing it up. So we, he yeah, maybe, that, you know... The guys at Hockey Night, they have their, their own uh, crew of Photoshoppers. And while I was our only Photoshopper for a while, I think we may have to bring Mr. Harms in to, to do some Photoshops for us since that's what he does for a living. Yeah, I, I <clears throat> don't know how to Photoshop, I won't lie. Yeah. I, I, I can barely do it. know it how to recap me. games. That's <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't have enough stuff to do, you know, with work, a real job and family and all that other stuff. I don't have time to make Photoshops. I wish I did, but I don't. So that, um, and the next thing I kind of wanted to bring up was something that came up today, actually, because I was working from home today, and uh, it's nice because I could sit at my desk and, and, and do work, and I don't get bothered by, you know, the usual crap that goes on at work, people coming around talking and all this other stuff. And uh, I pulled up my iPad, and uh, I figured I, you know, I usually watch, like, the news or something like that in the morning while I'm working, but I decided to pull up this uh, 30 for 30 episode. It's uh, it's called Of Miracles and Men. It's basically the same thing as the movie is the Red Army movie. And uh, I, I watched that while I was working this morning. And I got to say, that is really good documentary. Uh, if you want to really um, get an idea of like what the Red Army movie is about, that's a good thing to watch. It's about an hour and a half long, but uh, it's very good. It, it basically takes you from, you know, the viewpoint of the the Red Army guys and what happened, what led up to the Olympics, what happened in the Olympics in 1980, then what happened after the Olympics, all the way up until 
Slava Fetisov uh, winning the Stanley Cup with the Red Wings. Um, you know, him getting out of Russia and signing with the Devils and the whole thing. It really is pretty thorough and real good. Kind of almost makes you feel sorry for him a little bit. Uh, I will say that, but yeah, I don't know if either one. I, Pat, you may have not have seen it, but I don't know about you, uh, Adam. Yeah, I watched it last week. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I sent out a, like a couple tweets out saying people should watch it, but I think if I remember correctly, I might have heard it wrong, but I thought they said he was the first Russian granted like access to leave and work, like find work freedom elsewhere, like in the world. And I thought like that's pretty incredible that he like w- was so passionate about trying to bring hockey to the states and like the Russian brand of hockey that he was, you know, he's the first person to even leave Russia to do that and um, to work in America at all. Yeah, and, like, and not you look at we have like stars like Pavel Datsuk and Alex Ovechkin that we never would have seen ever if it wasn't for him. Right, right, right. And, uh, and so, um, there were you know other things too that I that I noticed in there, and and one of them was that, like you said, you know he was that first, uh, you know the first Russian to be granted access, and there was a point there where you if you didn't know the story, you would have thought that he was going to get fed up and defect. Yeah. Because he could have, but he chose to stay loyal to his team and his country and just continuously, you know, keep asking them, even though it was, you know, not, you know, it was not a good subject to bring up with them. And they, and they made it very clear and they kind of screwed him a couple times and he still stuck with it long enough for them to finally, uh, come through and, and, and allow him to go. Yeah. And I remember in the, in the Lou Lamorello talked about, you know, we can help you defect, but he was saying, no, I have to do this right. Cause he wanted to open that door for other people to do it. Yeah. So that's commendable in and of itself that he was like, he said he felt so strongly about it that he wanted to make sure that other people would have that right. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched, there was a, a special on the Stasny brothers who did defect, um, you know, years before, uh, but if you haven't watched it, it, it's somewhere. I think it was a special on the NHL channel, or it may have been like a special on like a NBC Sports or something like that. But uh, if you can find it, it's worth watching because they actually did defect. They snuck out in the middle of the night and left some of their family behind, and it was a whole thing. But that was it wasn't from Russia. I can't remember what country they're from, but they weren't from Russia. But it was it was another communist country that they defected from. Yeah. So. I remember reading um, Yasiel Pui. He's a Cuban baseball player and he mm-hmm. defected. And I think it was, I don't remember who, what uh, organization like did his story, but there was some organization that like put his story in print. I think if I remember it right, he was like stored away on like a cargo ship, like in the, in these like giant containers, you know, like that they move like drugs and whatever. And like he was stowed away on that, like not even like a nice boat. He was like sleeping on the floor. And he came here just to play baseball. So you think about guys doing that to play hockey too. It's like, damn, some of those guys are really dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're pretty interesting stories to see how dangerous it was, you know? And the other thing too, that I, that I, uh, that I noticed was, uh, Boris Mikhailov was interviewed in there and the, inter- and the, the producer asks him, have you ever watched miracle? And, oh yeah. And Mikhailov says, miracle, what is miracle? And he said, well, it's the movie about, you know what happened he's like, he's like miracle what miracle he's like let the let the let the uh the Americans watch that we know what we did 
like we don't. I, he's like, I don't ever want to watch that. <laughs> like he was like clearly pissed off about. He it. was he was really entertaining in that movie. Though. I, I kept laughing at him. He was saying some funny stuff, and he yeah. was saying like he was there. You know, they all were speaking in Russian, and he like just hearing him talk was kind of funny. The way he like inflected things and stuff like that. Yeah, if Tisov was a lot more, uh, you know. Laid back. Yeah, laid back, and he was, he was more PG. Yeah. But uh, Mikhailov was the other way. And then I also, um, it was kind of cool to see um, the point of view of the backup goalie. Um, yeah. What's his name? Mishnik, uh, Mish, Mishnik is his name? I don't know. I'm, I forgot. I wish I could yeah. remember. I'm drawing a blank now, but uh, Mishkin, I think, is his name. But, That's um yeah, he uh they actually, you know, interview him and talk to him about what happened, how he was put in that terrible position of, you know, being thrown in the game and they 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 tell what happened like in between the periods and how Trechik was taken into the locker room and but the rest of the team was left out in the hallway while the people from the government and the coaches all went in the locker room with Trechik and basically just told him you gave up a bad goal, you're not starting the next period. And that was it. And uh, Mishkin was uh, was put in there, and then he he didn't feel that he played the best game that he could have played. But who can when you never play, you know? Right. I liked what Tridiac said too. He said maybe if I stayed in the game, we would have won. And I thought that's a pretty good point. He was the best goalie in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I guess you know you, when you watch Miracle, you're obviously watching from the American perspective and like rooting for them, and it's like such a good story. But yeah. then you watch like that movie and. Boris Mikhailov said that when he walked off the ice, they told him, maybe it's time for you to retire. Yeah. They, like, forced him out, like, over one loss. And, I mean, obviously, the American-Russian thing was, like, a, a pretty big deal at that time. But, like, man, to kick out your captain and other really good players over, a, like, one loss, like, that's some pretty – That's you got to take that pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. So, Pat, I'm assuming you haven't seen it. <laughs> That you'd be correct, <laughs> but I do. Those thirty for thirties are really good. There's been a couple that I uh, I kind of liked. So, you know, it's a matter of me setting the DVR to find it now when yeah. it's on. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on demand too. Actually, I think I watched it on uh, Netflix. I think that's. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what Netflix is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm supposed to be the old guy here, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I honestly, I don't know what Netflix is. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I, the least technical technological uh, twenty how long, twenty how something long it, person. How long did it take me to finally figure out how to uh, put the recap post? You know, post the recaps on Twitter <laughs> correctly. This is true. That, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to bring that up before we get on to, to bigger I, and better I things. I really don't even know how to use Twitter either, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know how to tweet. That's it. I don't know how to look up stuff. We're going to have to give you a <laughs> class someday. How am I, how, how am I more technologically advanced than you are? And I'm like almost double your age. Uh, how long would it take for us to get derailed? Uh, 20 minutes, right? <laughs> That's derailment number one. You dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Well, that's the off-topic stuff. Uh, 
there, oh, there was another one that I watched today too. I forgot. Um, it was like the Last Gladiators or something. It's, oh, it's about Chris Nyland. I haven't seen it, but I think I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. On uh, that's another one. If you can, if you can, I think it's called the Last Gladiators. It's about um, it's about some the face punchers. You know, basically uh, late seventies and eighties face punchers. But it stars uh, Chris Nyland, who's you know a big time goon uh, for the Montreal Canadiens in the eighties. But it also has probably the last interview of Bob Probert. Because based on the way they lay it out, it looks like Probert actually died while they were, while they were like putting the film together, because he was interviewed. So that's kind of interesting, and it's a, probably you know a good reason to probably watch it, because he does uh, you know add some stuff in there. Was Which that is... the uh, Knuckles Nylon? Was mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a guy at work uh, told me about that, and I watched a few videos of him. Boy, that guy could throw some haymakers. Yeah. Well, you you I mean, you see that he it, it makes you kind of feel bad cuz you know all these these old uh well not even old, but you know a lot of these tough guys, you know, they die early and they they have a lot of problems and this and that. Well, he definitely had his share of problems as well. So you uh you basically I I'm I think it was made in 2011 from what it said by the thing, but uh you know, you see him go down a dark road after, you know, he basically is, you know, cast out of the NHL like everyone does eventually. And uh, it's it's worth watching. It's another thing worth watching it, for a different reason. But, uh, you know, you're a smarter hockey person if you actually watch it. So so you're telling me the next next week when I'm off Thursday and Friday, Skip the college basketball games and just watch a whole shit ton of hockey documentaries. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. Point taken and noted. Yes. And there's another one, too, but I didn't watch it. It has to do with uh, the guy who bought the uh, Islanders and turned out to be a scam artist. Yeah, I watched like 15 minutes of that, and it was excellent. Yeah, Spano. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to watch that, but I will watch that at some point. That was right after the uh, infamous fish sticks jerseys, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I think yeah. it was ninety six. Yeah, what it said in the in the thing. But like I said, you know, that's I like to have like the TV on kind of in the background while I'm working. It's kind of nice. Uh, I, I know I know people know our stance on the knockoff Chinese knockoff jerseys, mm-hmm. but if you could find yourself a New York Islanders fish sticks jersey, that's fair game. You need to buy that. That's fantastic. Well, that or the uh, the recent Coyotes ones, the the flat the the throwback ones. Ooh, can I please bring up my uh, knock on the Coyotes fans for that? Sure, go ahead. You know, you make a big deal about your big throwback night, and 12,000 of you show up. Seriously? <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah, well. It, it is. I'm sorry. I've had enough of the whole Arizona desert experiment. It's not working. Yeah. Clearly, neither of you care. <laughs> <laughs> no, we care. And I agree. I agree with you. I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I agree with you. If you could find yourself a Keith Kachuk from back in the day, that's a nice jersey to hold. Brett Hull. <laughs> Did he wear that one? Uh, I don't know. He may have. I don't know. It was, it was right around the time. I, well, I know Ronick did, so. 
blurting out random names now? <laughs> yes, basically. I would get a Ronick. One, I would get one of those Ronick. Or a Sean Burke one. How about that? There you, there you go. <laughs> Ronick or Sean Burke is doable, too. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say about that, that uh, of Miracles and Men thing. They showed, uh, they showed like, the last few minutes of uh, when Fatisov won the, the cup with the uh, Red Wings. And uh, the last play of the game, I noticed who, in, who was in net. Mike Vernon. <laughs> My boy, Mike Vernon. <laughs> well, I didn't really root for him when he was playing for the Red Wings because, of course, he's playing for the Red Wings, but that's still my boy. Did oh, you my. see the Ver- Vernon card I got the other day? No, I didn't. Oh, I'll have to send it to you again. Oh, my. Did you just see – did anyone see how the Winnipeg Jets lost tonight? No, I'm oh, trying to find it. People are talking about it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, a day, I think it was Bacchus scored from center line. Oh, my god! For the game-winning goal, yeah. I was still, uh, they're showing the highlights on NBCSN right now. Yeah. And I was uh, completely thrown away by Steve Ott fighting somebody on his back. <laughs> and then I kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah. Well, go figure. You lost your train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to look up and I saw the highlight of of someone scoring from center ice and then I realized it was the game-winning goal. <clears throat> I have to question what Otto was doing in net now. They they get back with all the uh, they get back in the playoff race by having I don't I don't even know his name but I know his nickname the Hamburglar Hammond Andrew Hammond they throw him in net they get back in the playoff race and now Anderson's healthy they throw him in net and now they're losing again. And you oh. know why I know Andrew Ham, uh, Hammond's name? No, because two years ago he was in the Blackhawks prospect camp and I saw really? him play. Yeah. Huh. I actually wrote up a prospect camp review of all the players. And, of course, because, as we've mentioned many times, we're goalies. So I tend, gen, generally tend to watch the goalies more than anything. And uh, I actually wrote up, you know, something about it. And you know who else was in there is, uh, you remember the name Troy Grosinek? Yeah. He I was, remember you bringing him up, yeah. Yeah, Grosinek and Hammond. Hammond, actually, I posted a link, I'm going to say a couple weeks ago, where... Uh, a link to my review of that camp, and it said something about uh, how Andrew Hammond was the oldest goalie in camp, and that he played the best out of most out of the free agent goalies, and that he'd probably get a job somewhere. <laughs> so, it, <laughs> at least, at least I was, you know, right on that part of it. Oh God, that Pavlik goal is so bad. <laughs> yes. The worst part is not it wasn't even back; it was freaking Barrett Jack. Man. Oh, that's even worse. That's so bad. The Grinch. The 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 Grinch. That's so horrible. He didn't. He that wasn't even. It was. He was just trying to dump it in too. Yeah. I don't. From what I saw, and like I, I only, I only glanced up and looked at it. It, it didn't even look like he was like paying attention. I think we went down this road with me and not paying attention on a goal from center <laughs> ice last week. Yes, we did. Or two weeks ago. But that was youth ball hockey. That was the That's NHL. Still bad. <laughs> Yeah. It still haunts me to this day. Yeah, well, I, hope, I hope that's the last good thing that ever happens in Barrett Jackman's life. <laughs> <laughs> you and me and Pat and Andrew Cieslak from Hockey Night. Did you see what he tweeted? He tweeted a cover of the Hockey News, and they said, you're 2019 Stanley Cup champion, the winner. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets, yeah. <laughs> I did see that. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I'm starting to realize why that thing with that uh, that chick from St. Louis I was dating didn't work out. She probably listened to this once. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, you know, it's it's well documented that Chicago fans do not like St. Louis. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> All right. Now that I've gotten completely. Yeah, where the hell are we? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get we'll get into the quick NHL news. We'll kind of sl- we'll kind of slog through this, and then we'll get into the Blackhawks stuff, and we can really start rolling. <clears throat> uh, did you uh, want to bring up the uh, famous Blackhawk who was in my neck of the woods tonight? <laughs> yeah, I guess we could bring that up. I'm sure we would have brought it up in one of the recasts, but yeah, tonight yeah. I, I was going to send you over there actually. <laughs> <laughs> the other day when I saw it was happening, I was going to send you over there, but uh, it looks I like I went there with my microphone and everything. <laughs> Uh, our boy Jay Zawaski, who I really like, I like Jay Zawaski a lot. Uh, he was at Benny's Beverage Depot in Evergreen Park with our boy, the adequate Chris Versteeg, signing autographs or whatever tonight. And uh, I think it was it's like seven o'clock. So I was like, "Does Pat have enough time to go over there?" I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, eh, "I'm just gonna let it go." <laughs> you know, well, Pat would probably be sitting in the corner drinking beer all drunk. Well, I, I was planning on. Uh, was walking up to Benny's to get a puck signed by Versteeg tonight, but between the uh, maneuvering between the cars, I coughed up the puck at the center line on 95th Street and turned it over, so <laughs> it didn't work out too well. You and Versteeg both. <laughs> yes. Actually, I was fast asleep on the couch at 7 p.m. Mike. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I don't blame you there, because I, I, I don't blame you there. Um. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. General NHL news. Let's get to that. Um, the oh, we do uh, have an out. We do have an outline. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we don't. We don't normally stick to it, but uh, you know, hey. Um, <laughs> let's see. The NHL deal with the ESPN for the uh, World Slop or the, or uh, the World Cup of Hockey has been finalized. Uh, I don't know how they're going to pull that off or what they're going to do, but. I don't know. Based on the the rules and the goofy teams and all that stuff, uh, who knows? Yeah, I was in favor of this coming back, but ever since they announced it was coming back officially, I'm not in favor of it anymore. And I really don't want to support ESPN. While there are some good people who, like Pierre LeBron and... uh, Well, their 30 for 30s are excellent. Yeah, and Scott Powers and stuff. Yeah, everything else is just terrible on ESPN. Yeah. So... Who knows? I don't. I don't know. Uh, the uh, you know to go uh, to go hand in hand, kind of with your Coyotes uh, comment earlier. Uh, it was brought up, I think, last week that the uh, the uh, push for uh, season ticket requests in Vegas has actually been slowing down rapidly. I know that's a kind of an oxymoron. Yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron, but. Um, it has been coming to almost a halt and people, they're saying they're not worried, but if they can't get enough people to, you know, at least hit whatever level they're trying to hit before bringing a team to Vegas, then I think they need to explore other options and just drop the whole Vegas thing. So, well, this guy, sorry, go ahead, Adam. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I, I may have accidentally put in for a transfer to Las Vegas at work. So this <laughs> this guy is banking on expansion, but I'm not holding my breath anymore. Yeah. I saw it's probably tweet. not going to happen either. So. Yeah. 
I saw a tweet, if I remember correctly, I think Steve Dangle, the Leafs guy, tweeted out, but his theory is that they're pro- they'll probably announce the expansion team at the NHL awards if they announce it at all because the awards are held in Vegas. Yeah, that's a, that's a good theory. So if they, you know, decide that it's going to be a thing, that would probably be a good time to announce it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That would that would be the time and place to do it. Right. But I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm in favor of it, but that would be the time and place to do it if they were going to do it, so... Did they did they decide on a name or, did, or is that still? Was well, it they the, haven't even confirmed that it's going to happen. They just wanted they sent out like prospect, you know, it, it's prospective season ticket holders. So they said, well, if you, you know, if we brought a team here, would you commit to this amount of money for season tickets? And then this is what they got back, which is not exactly what they originally expected. They did the same thing with Winnipeg, and they hit their mark within like three days. When they did, when they were going to do Winnipeg, and uh, you know Vegas is what we're a month down the road, and they still haven't hit what they wanted, and they're not really getting any new prospects. So, if- well, Wyshynski keeps beating it uh, on Twitter about how, or the Puck Daddy crew is beating it on Twitter how slow it's gotten now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not in favor of it either. But no, I, I think it'll be a mess. But you know. I mean, you talk about oversaturating a market. If you were to have that as an expansion team, then you have Arizona down there. It's that's not. I don't think that's doable, to be honest. I don't either. I mean, yeah, like we said before, and you've said it. And everything. It's bad enough that Phoenix is failing. What are you going to do? Move Phoenix there so they can fail in Vegas too? Yeah. <laughs> well, couldn't you know? You conveniently schedule teams with the spring training in Arizona to go play the Coyotes in March. So, you know, like the Hawks are going to help boost the attendance this week in Arizona. They would. A little bit. Not like <laughs> For, they would. Not like they will in Florida. Did you see the when oh, they played good, in Florida? Good God. That was my, terrible. My friend was at the game. He went actually to the back. Of, he, he's from Orlando, and he went to the, the – he did the back-to-back thing. He went to the one in Sunrise and then the, the one in Tampa. And he took a picture of the streets in Sunrise for the the game, and all the jerseys were red, black, red and white Blackhawks jerseys. There weren't any Florida Panthers jerseys. It was like a home game for the Blackhawks down there. So well, that's what I thought it was going to be like in Columbus too. But then once you got in, it started to somewhat even out. It was still a significant portion was Blackhawks to Blue Jackets fans. Well, you, you know. While Columbus is a smaller market, at least, you know, Florida's a whole different thing. Just like when I went to a Ducks game, um, well, it was a while back. I mean, it, I, it was like 2000, I don't know, I would say 2003, something like that. I went to a Ducks game, and it was a totally different atmosphere. It was, you know, you go to a Blackhawks game, everyone's sitting in their seats, everyone's watching the game, and... Uh, you know, you don't. You, I went to this Ducks game, and it was a regular season game. When you know, I don't, I don't even remember who they played, but there was kids running around outside. You know, out, not outside the rink, but you know, out in the the walkways and stuff, not paying attention to the game, nothing. You know, they were just out there running around, and it was like I said, a completely different atmosphere. You don't catch kids, you know, just running around out in the out in the uh, the walkways and the the aisles and stuff. 
while the game's going on. It just doesn't happen. So you know those warm weather areas, it's just kind of a different different atmosphere. And Columbus is, you know, they don't really have much in the way of other professional sports teams to cheer for. So that you know, and they are kind of they're a Midwest cold weather or cool weather, you know, climate. So you know, I guess I could sort of see how how. You know, with Detroit and Chicago right nearby and Indianapolis and, you know, some major cities nearby, Cleveland, Toledo, um, Louisville, all that is down that way. So they got major cities around there and stuff like that that some don't have professional sports. And I kind of get it. I kind of get why it works, you know. But Yeah, I mean, I said we've made it or I've made it abundantly clear, I am all for recommending a trip to Columbus. Yeah. We, a puckin' hostile road trip. Well, I to, thought about that. You know, I thought about uh, Columbus or St. Louis or, or, you know, even someone like Dallas or something like that would be cool. Yeah. But who knows? Who what knows about what Atl- the future what will a, hold? What about Atlanta? Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Heck, I can't even get a road watch party together. So one step at a time. Because my schedule just didn't, hasn't allowed for it, so. Um, okay, that's the uh, the Vegas thing, and then uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I don't, we've talked about this uh, many times before, but the NHL 15 and how I keep telling you that I'm going to give up on it. <laughs> and while I think I'm giving up on it, you know, there comes something like on Saturday where I had to work literally 16 hours. But it was all on the phone and on my laptop. So while I'm, you know, while there were slow spots and stuff, turn on the Xbox and play NHL 15 that I hadn't turned on in a month and a half. Uh, so of course I turn it on and I figure, well, they got to have a roster update, right? Because the trade deadline happened just a week before, not even a week before, a couple days before. So I, I load it up and I look at there's a new roster update. Awesome. Download it. I look at it. The Blackhawks cap space has been completely fucked. <laughs> completely fucked. And, uh, you know, most people are going to say, oh, yeah, well, that's because of the new guys and, you know, because Kane isn't showing his hurt on there. It's not that. It's not that. Uh, for some reason, uh, the people at NHL 15 decided to move the Taze and Kane extensions up a year. So they're both making $10.5 million on there, plus all the extra people. Uh, you know, that were brought in. So basically, uh, the Blackhawks cap number is $81 million. (laughs) (laughs) And the cap is $69 million. So, yeah. And they're like, (laughs) yeah. So you have to, to actually, to even start a season with the Blackhawks, you have to basically shed $12 million in salary (laughs) to get under the cap. Otherwise, they'll they get, uh, the uh, the game will do it for you. So. Just play with the cap off, you know. <laughs> I can't do it. I know. I, I'm I, such I, a I'm, geek. I'm such a hockey geek that I can't do it. Yeah, I don't do it either. But I feel like in that case, when if if that's their mistake, I would not feel so guilty about it. Actually, what I did, um, I was going to start a new season with that. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to fix that, that. That. So I went out there and I actually made the trades that uh, Bowman made. And uh, the game allowed it. 
It allowed all the trades except for the Vermette trade. Um, so what I did is I added like a, a 2021 first round draft pick because I'll never make it that far. Right. So I added a 2021 first round draft pick in there as well. Uh, and I ended up getting all the guys that I wanted. So, See, I'm surprised that they even let the team in a trade go through. I would have thought they'd ask you, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> <laughs> there are, there, well, they, they said that about the Vermette trade. They said the team you're trying to trade with is not interested in giving up that asset. And I said, well, how about another first-round draft pick? And they said, well, here you go. <laughs> would it shock you if I don't know how to do a roster update on NHL 15? No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yeah, it was, Yeah. so it, I actually saw uh, the Cheer the Anthem, uh, Jim from Cheer the Anthem posted a question about it tonight. And I, I actually posted some pictures of the actual cap. Uh, you know, you can see where, the cap, where they're over the cap and how the salaries are wrong. So, uh, anyway, yeah, fuck NHL 15. It still sucks. But that that being said, uh, I actually pulled out my uh, N64 tonight, and or, or, and we pulled it out. I actually pulled out a couple weeks ago, and I actually hooked it up tonight and put in uh, my WCW wrestling game. <laughs> well, I don't remember how to play it. It does come up on my 65-inch TV, so... It's yeah. like the old uh, plug-and-play of NHL 95 I have. Yeah. I have what? NHL 99, I think it is, with the, with the N64. So I can't wait to put that in eventually and see how that looks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's actually got Lindros on the cover. <laughs> I, actually, I had that for uh, PlayStation, I think it was. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. So, all right. On to the Blackhawks. Not um, that we got sidetracked or anything. No. <laughs> now it's just par for the course. If we don't, it's shocking. Oh, I could definitely see it coming up in the next topic. Yeah. Which one? The Ice Hogs trade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, I don't even know how I found this because it wasn't announced really anywhere, but uh, the uh, Rockford Ice Hogs traded for uh, Brent Seabrook's brother, Keith Seabrook, for some odd reason. And... Uh, I've read that he wasn't even playing hockey again. Well, like, I think he, he was a member of a team, but I don't know if he was actually playing. So he was pulling a Dylan Olson? Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. I, or, think he, you know, I, I think he was playing a Dan Carcello. That's what he was kind of doing. Well, maybe this was uh, the Ice Hogs' way of you know, following the Blackhawks' suit and trading for a defenseman who hasn't played in over a year. That's all. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing. All right. <laughs> Come on now. It just looks bad, you know. You see Keith Seabrook. Yeah, it does. Well, if you see you see Ice Hogs trade for Seabrook, yeah. I mean, I don't. Whatever. The Blackhawks did the same thing a couple of years back when they traded for David Taves, and he played like, uh, you know, he played in the preseason for a game, and then. I think he played a couple games for the Ice Hogs and then he disappeared somewhere. Was somewhere into the ether. Like the the C, like for trading for Keith Seabrook, is that an Ice Hogs move where like he's only on a contract with the Ice Hogs yeah. or the Blackhawks thing? He's got an only an AHL deal. Oh, well. <clears throat> yeah. He's kind of like uh well, let's see what's his face? Uh, Carter Hutton was originally that way. Oh yeah. When they signed him. He was just signed to an AHL deal and uh They've they've done that with a couple guys. I think uh, 
Isn't Saint that what Pierre. uh Saint Pierre yeah. was, I think, too. Isn't um PC Labry on that kind of deal too? Probably, yeah. And actually uh guy his name is Kirill Gavit Gadovitz. Kirill Gavitz He's a defenseman. He was he was brought to the Blackhawks on a trade from Tampa and then the Blackhawks didn't re sign him, so he was a free agent. And then Rockford signed him to a deal. And he's playing down there. He's like a I don't know, eighth defenseman or something like that. But yeah, they do that. You know, that's kind of what they do with like, uh, you know, uh, some veterans when they want some veteran names on the team or something like that. Because the Blackhawks aren't going to sign them. So, yeah, kind of well, like how the Wolves have like a, every guy from the 2010 Cup team. Exactly. Exactly. They're not really signed. They're not in the Blues organization. The Blues would actually have to buy the contract from, or actually sign a contract right. with any of those players. So none of those players, you know, people get the misconception that any of those players could be called up. No, well, I think Colin Frazier can be because I think he was signed to a Blues deal. But like Burrish and Eager and those guys and Sopel. Well, none... Burrish is on loan from San Jose. Yeah, right. So yeah. even they don't even want him in their organization. <laughs> That's how terrible he is. <laughs> I think uh, someone from Cheer the Anthem today called uh, Ben Smith Adam <laughs> Burrish. They yeah. called him Adam yes. Burrish. He's an Adam Burrish. You know, like it's kind of an insult. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, back to the the trading for brothers of Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't the Hawks actually have Alex Tangay's brother too in like their ECHL team for a while? Maybe, I thought I, they did. Maybe I don't know. So, in other words, I'm just getting to the fact of let's all hope and pray Dan Carcillo doesn't have a younger brother. <laughs> well, he could be worse. Which I think I might have saw today driving home from work. I, there was this guy looked exactly like Carcillo. It's like, dude, you may want to run to Fantastic Sam's and go get that hair chopped <laughs> off. Something. I think I saw Carcillo's brother on an episode of Intervention. <laughs> uh, maybe a couple uh, of episodes of Intervention. Uh, why is he even playing? Yeah. yeah so. They can't inside. wait till we get to the Rangers game to to throw that in. Yeah. Well, we could talk about the Rangers right now, since <laughs> it's next in line. Uh, if, uh, as as people are probably listening to this in the morning, or if any of you have insomnia like Pat, you may be well, listening to it in the middle of the night. But and by people, you just <clears throat> mean Derek Arms because he's the only one who's listening. Yeah. Um. If you look at the goal, it's probably posted all over the NHL website right now. Uh, I tweeted it out right before we started recording, but Kevin Hayes scored a pretty nice goal uh, with guys draped all over him tonight, uh, which ended up, um, did they win? I think they won, didn't they? Didn't I, thought tied, I thought they tied the game at one when that happened. Yeah, tied the game at one, but the Rangers actually won the game. Oh. Yeah, they did. Because uh there was a goal in the third that went off a of Ryan Strom skate and beat Halak. It was going like probably twenty feet wide, hit Ryan Strom in the skate and then beat Halak and that was the the game winner. But uh Yeah. If you want to say that the Blackhawks couldn't have used a six foot five center that could score like Kevin Hayes scored tonight, and he does have like, I don't know, fifteen goals, does he? Twelve, thirteen, fifteen goals, something like that. If you don't think the Blackhawks could have used something like that, then you're you're out of your damn mind. We made a lot of excuses and said, "Oh, you know, 
He may not equate to anything, and he may not after this year, but at least this year, coming right out of college and playing for the you know the Rangers, who are the defending Eastern Conference champs and are one of the top teams in the East now, he looks pretty damn good to me. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the biggest Kevin Hayes fan in the world, but that was a hell of a goal. you got to give credit where credit is due, first of all. But after watching him and actually watching you know, him in a real uh, regular season game and not a preseason game, all right, I, I could eat my words. You know, he's probably going to turn into a, a nice little NHL player, but yeah. you know, when, when you have an ego problem between your general manager and your coach, you know, shit happens like that. Oh, come on, oh, Sorry, no Sorry, problem. did I let that out of the bag that uh, Mike Babcock's available this summer? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. Nope. Hey, hopes and dreams, damn it. Hopes yeah. and dreams. <laughs> Speaking of hopes and dreams. Are we, are we, the alcohol is starting to take effect. <laughs> are we still watching this L.A. Avalanche game right now? Because yes. it's, it's a defense optional game right now. <laughs> it's just back and forth. The Actually, it's a goalie Rockets. optional game at this point. <laughs> Because the, uh, the the Avs have already dumped their starting goalie. It's now 5-2 to two with 10 minutes well, left was, in the game. It was, uh, it was Calvin Pickard that was in net for them yeah. to start. Yeah. And then Wah, of course, you know, pulled the Mike Keenan and got him out right away. Well, did you hear what uh, Engblom said? No, I'm I'm sorry. I have the headphones on. <laughs> no, this was before the game. Oh. Or before we started oh. recording. He basically, oh, when oh. Red O'Bara came in, he said, you know, it's got to be a really hard thing for Red O'Bara right now because, you know, he's the number two goalie and then the number one goalie gets hurt. And then they bring up Kelvin Pickard from the AHL and they throw him right into the game. And I'm thinking to myself, that's anti-Rata. Yeah, that's anti-Rata. <laughs> you could just, you could add anti-Rata into there. And it's the same fucking situation like that we talked about before and that I was bitching and complaining about. If you don't trust Andy Ranta, why the fuck is he on the team? And sure enough, where are we at? <laughs> Andy Ranta's sitting in Rockford, and now he won't be playing at all because um, if any of you listen to uh, the Chris Blocks podcast, if you don't, you should. You definitely have to. Because if you're listening to us, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel if you're not listening to, uh, you know, Blocks podcast. But he explained, he, he had... Uh, he had Al Samaglia on. Who are Chris Black and Al Samaglia are probably two of the best um, Blackhawks sources to listen to. They have them both on the same podcast. It's just like you know heaven to my ears. <clears throat> but if you listen to it, basically, um, what he explained was that uh, teams usually towards the end of the year, actually more teams that aren't going to make the playoffs than are make paper transactions right at the trade deadline, which is basically they send send people down to their AHL team and in a paper transaction. The guys don't actually leave, but they send the guys down and then the trade deadline passes. And then after the trade deadline passes, they, they make a paper transaction to bring them back up. This makes these people eligible for the playoffs in the AHL. Well, you would have thought that if... Um, You would have thought that if Scott Darling or even Tevu, uh, if they were, had thoughts of sending them back down, they would have done that paper transaction. Because right now, both of those guys are ineligible for the AHL playoffs. 
So even if they sent him down, they couldn't play in the playoffs. So they're here for good right now. Um, the same, I think the same goes for Ranta. I think Ranta actually had to be, would they have to be on the big, I don't know. It may not be so bad for Ranta. Ranta could probably play in the playoffs, in the uh, NHL playoffs, but the, he's not going to. I mean, they're not going to carry Darling and Ranta. <clears throat> so, I mean, right now Scott Darling is your Blackhawks backup goalie. Lamont native I heard, I, Scott Darling. I heard he was from some suburb, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, uh, oddly enough, someone I know and uh, play hockey with was uh, a youth goalie in the Lamont area and was the starting goalie on a team that had a backup goalie named Scott Darling. What are the chances? Yeah, exactly. And it was the real Scott Darling. <laughs> so basically he was he was the starting goalie over Lamont Native Scott Darling, who everyone wants to be wants to be the well, Blackhawks starting goalie right now. That was the sarcasm in yes, that I know. Yes, I know. Okay, okay. I'm Sorry. aware. All right, all right. I smell what you're cooking. It's sarcasm sometimes doesn't translate very well. Yeah. One of my high school friends is actually dating like Scott Darling's best friend, a guy that he played hockey with. And so when they, my girlfriend goes to school with that girl down in Nashville. Yeah. And so last year or last uh, November when they, when Darling first got called up and was on like on, they were in Nashville, mm-hmm. my girlfriend got to like go to the game and meet Darling and like go in the locker room and everything. So that was kind of cool. And my girlfriend's Facebook friends with him now. Oh, yeah. The Scott Darling. Yeah. So I'm trying to work that angle, get an interview with him or something. Yeah. (laughs) I told Pat a little story about... (laughs) We should probably clarify, we are Scott Darling fans. Yes, we are. We're just beating the Lamont thing to death. Yeah. Actually, we uh, we do not hate Scott Darling. Uh, We we just like making fun of the media, because the media will only call him Lamont native Scott Darling. And... In general, we we support him, but he's not a starting goalie in the NHL yet. Yeah, yeah. And I have told Pat a story about uh, <laughs> an odd just, circumstance of someone that I know that knows something having to do with Scott Darling's family. So, yeah. I mean, being this close, cause, you know, because I'm I'm out. Uh, Adam, I think you're you're wearing like New Lenox or something like that. I live in Mokina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm in Plainfield, and I'm almost Romeoville. So Lamont is basically right next door. So I, I and, work in Lamont. Yeah. So you know, us being in this same general area, we're all going to know people who know him or something like that. I mean, I know guys who used to bring the Broadhurst brothers out to play, you know, men's league hockey during the summer, and because they're from Tenley Park, so it's just a it's a local thing. Okay, time out, time out. Waz gone batshit crazy. Just pulled the goalie with five minutes to go, and they're down three. Oh, God. You know how much I hate that. <laughs> yes. That's why I brought it up. Oh, God. I'm waiting for when Colorado has a situation like Florida did the other week, the other day. For the goalie? Waz <laughs> dresses up and gets in net. That'd be badass, actually. He'd probably be better than the two they've got. Well, Verlau is pretty, pretty good. That'd be pretty cool, but, actually. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Waz is kind of an asshole, but that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. He is kind of a dickhead. But then again, he's probably scared shitless because he saw how well Brodeur executed after this year. So, Yeah. 
Uh-oh, here we go. St. Louis blew Oh, he just like blew it. <laughs> he blew the open net. Now this guy's falling into the net. This is just a fucking clusterfuck. The only thing that could make this better is Ilya Bergalov coming out of the tunnel right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Ilya Bergalov music. It's humongous. Humongous universe. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Yeah, this is... That was a nice block by the defenseman, though. <laughs> on Tyler when in, when in doubt, just five of you slide into the net. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and, and we haven't so got into the game recaps yet. Yeah. This <laughs> just is so awesome. you know, too, uh, people in Lamont still bring up Scott Darling when I wear my Hawks hat to the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> How about that Scott Darling? And now I just walk out and just point to the to the uh, water tower across the street. I'm like, I know where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. All right, back on track. <laughs> so reel it back in, boys. Reel it back in. Uh, to finish off the Blackhawks news, uh, it was just I just saw a, an alert pop up right before we started recording that said Johnny Oduya will be back Thursday night. So uh, he will be back in the lineup. So. Uh, maybe if we're lucky, we won't ever have to see Michael Roosevelt again. Uh, that's going to break the heart of Uncle Roosevelt. <laughs> no, you know they're going to keep Roosevelt in there, and they're going to sit uh, run Blad. He, uh, Uncle Roosevelt is still getting over the fact that his trade proposal was not taken upon by Stan Bowman. He suggested that they trade Sharp straight up for Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's... He, he wanted me to bring that up the last uh, shoutcast. I said I t- totally forgot, so I'd bring it up this time, and it just so happened to work it work in well. Yeah, since that's... you're talking about scratching the you old are a meathead, a meathead, dead from the neck up. That's for Uncle Roosevelt. Yeah, he'll he'll enjoy that. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna see Johnny Oduya back in the lineup, and for all you Johnny Oduya haters, I think you guys are going a little bit too far because I think Johnny Oduya for what they got for him, you know, what they traded him for and the, the length of time that they've actually had him as a useful defender. I think they've pretty much bled him dry. So as a so, third pairing guy, I, I think he's not too bad. I'm just through all this though. How bad was Tim Erickson? The fact that they waived him while Oduya was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jim from cheer the anthem. We're dead on about that. Yeah. And of course the Leafs of all teams have to pick him up. <laughs> Yeah, and of course they throw him right out on the ice, too. I yeah. saw that the next game I was watching, and he's right out there playing along. Did you watch the game last night when Tavares scored? No. Oh, my God. You have to look for it. Um, the Kings after- just missed an open net again. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Go ahead. The Tavares but, uh, goal. Yeah. When Tavares scores the goal and dances around, like, four or five, or, or all four Leafs defenders, um, there's a guy. Shocking. The- <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's a guy in the fourth row behind the net. And after Tavares scores, he gets up and he just slams his beer to the ground. It's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> and it's like, really? You're now you're getting upset about this? <laughs> yeah, now you should be hoping they lose. Yeah, you know? really. Like Steve Dangle, man. Tank Nation. <laughs> what would uh, be it's... what would be funnier if they finished third place in the league and fell out of the top three, so they don't <laughs> even get McEichel or Hannafin, or they get the top pick and McDavid sucks. <laughs> yeah, not, not what, which favorite to them? <laughs> which situation is more Leafs? I, I, all of the above. Yeah, I, all and, the you know the Islanders could. Oh you my know, god, they missed the open net again. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Sorry, this is going to become a, a giggle fest again. 
because we're watching the Kings who can't hit an open net for five nope. minutes straight. I'm, a- I'm actually offended by that one. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but it was a wide open shot. I mean. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is pretty funny. Oh, God. Somewhere the Leafs are going, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is laughable. Come on, man. Score. Put put this game away, Kings. <laughs> Just give me give me more uh, more ammo so I could bitch about Patrick Waugh pulling in a goalie with an inordinate amount of time left in the game. Because it's stupid. But. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, over an hour, still haven't gotten to the game recaps. <laughs> and just <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna do that right now. And speaking of the Florida Panthers, we did talk about that game. Speaking of Tim Erickson, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, our first game here we have is uh, it was the second of the back-to-back Florida games, the home and home they did. Uh, and this this was actually before the last shout cast, but. We didn't talk about any game recap, so we're going way back here. Uh, this was at the Florida Panthers. It was a 3 nothing shutout win. Crawford was a net. Saved all 20 shots. He wasn't tested at all. It was basically a snoozer of a game. Um, oh, this is where we're... <laughs> these two games is where Pat's going to get all wound up. Um, uh, just the second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, Crawford really didn't have to make any tough saves at all. It was a nice, uh, big, fat... Uh, Big, fat, easy game for him. Uh, Tevu scored a nice goal early um, due to some aggressive forechecking by Andrew Shaw. Um, but he did, still saw the team low and time on ice, and uh, he wasn't allowed to take any of his face-offs, which was weird. Um, you know, I understand that you know he's not the greatest face-off guy in the world, but... He was playing third-line center, and he wasn't allowed to take any face-offs. Why do you have him at center? Uh, we just play him at wing and put someone else at center, but whatever. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the second goal was by Saad. It was kind of a, a knuckleball that uh, kind of hit off the heel of his stick and kind of knuckleballed up over Luongo. I remember that one. Uh, the third goal was was uh, Tay's empty net goal set up by a nice pass by Hosa. It uh, basically in the neutral zone. He he had a chance to probably try and get it himself, but instead he kind of curled back, fed it to Taze, who had a, an easy open net. Uh, then uh, we had uh, Bickle and Shaw were actually laying some hits in the game, which, you know, we're not big fans of hits, but, uh, you know, it is nice to see people being a little bit aggressive now and here and now and, now and then. So, uh it was a boring game. Most of the crowd was Blackhawks fans. Uh, like I was saying the story earlier, my buddy from Orlando was at the game, and he uh, actually posted up some pictures on Facebook of the uh, Blackhawks fans coming in the door. And uh, So that's that. Um, the power play, which this is going to be a regular thing. It's going to be in every recap. The power play sucked or continues to suck, and they blew another five on three. While um, I said, I think during the game, that um, the Blackhawks must be the worst five-on-three team in the league. They are not. I did find that out. Really? Uh, actually, there are a couple teams who have not uh, scored on any five-on-threes. And 
even though um, they have scored on a five on three, their percentage is the worst in the league, which is the Winnipeg Jets. They were like one for 15 on five on threes. So I posted it up somewhere. I think I, I think if you look on the Facebook page, you might be able to find it. But I did actually, I had to pull it all out into a spreadsheet and sort it out. But <clears throat> uh, as you said, Tim Erickson made a rare appearance and he reminds us all why he's garbage. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Roosevelt finally, uh, the unscratchable Michael Roosevelt finally uh, took a seat, uh, which was nice to see. He actually, I think the next game he came back against the Lightning, I think he actually played a pretty decent game, which is it just goes to show you that Roosevelt needs to take some games off uh, to be at least fresh as a, as a sixth or seventh defenseman in the playoffs. I think it was Fells that had a great... Uh... Uh, assumption on Roosevelt. If Q keeps playing him 20 minutes a night, he'll probably pull every muscle by the end of March, so <laughs> he will have to sit eventually. Pull every muscle? Like, every muscle in his body will just disintegrate into a pile of ashes on the ice. That wouldn't be such a bad thing, though. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. It, it, we'd all be glad to see him go. That two, <laughs> they could put that $2 million contract on long-term injured reserve. Seriously. Yeah. Although Don't he isn't going to do much good right now, but yeah. Note to self, whenever uh, Gates starts talking about Roosevelt, don't take a drink of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's see, the uh, the last thing I uh, had about this was uh, the hit counts for the game were hilariously inflated. They had, them down, they had Florida down for 50 hits in the game. In a game that they lost 3 to nothing, they had 50 hits, apparently. And uh, the, the Blackhawks, they said, had 23, and I think neither one of those was true. If I remember correctly, and I'm just going off the top of my head, I think they said, was it uh, Jimmy Hayes had like six hits or something like that in that game? I'm like, Jimmy Hayes didn't have six hits in his entire Blackhawks career. And he had six hits in one game. Come on, give me a break. So That, if- that might be the one trade from last year, the Jimmy Hayes deal, that might come back to bite him. Because he, he looks like he'd be the perfect replacement for Bickle. Whenever yeah. they get rid of Bickle's contract. Yeah. He's, he's having a pretty good year in Florida. Well, that's what I originally thought, too, was that he could probably replace Bickle. But um, I think, and you know, I, I could be projecting out. I don't know how it would look, but I kind of think that Mark McNeil could do that, too. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's, good goal scorer, too. Yeah, I mean, he's a big, he's a big bull. I mean, he, he's like a huge hitter, but he, he definitely scores more than Bickle does, so... You know, yeah. Who knows? I saw him at the convention, and he's pretty he's pretty filled out. So yeah, oh. I actually saw a picture of him. He uh, because uh, Mike Figueroa, guy who we kind of I kind of correspond with a little bit. Uh, he's a tattoo artist out in Sycamore, and he's friend of Lamont Native Scott Darling now uh, because he does a lot of Blackhawks art and stuff like that. And he shared some with Scott Darling, and then Scott came, Scott Darling went there and got tattooed by him, and. Uh, so Mark McNeil and Scott Darling have both been tattooed by Mike Figueroa. And Mike, eventually, someday, whenever I design my tattoo, I'm going to have him do a, a half sleeve for me. So <clears throat> it's another Scott Darling connection. This is six degrees of separation from Scott Darling. Yeah, it is. It's like <laughs> six degrees of Scott Darling. Yeah. I'm at like one degree or like two degrees right now. So, 
Uh, let's move on. Next game. Because you guys, like like me, if, if it wasn't for the notes, I, I wouldn't remember the Florida game anyway because it was like three weeks ago, it seems like. Uh, the game after the uh, the Panthers game was the next day. They traveled across Florida about 200 miles to Tampa, where I recently was, uh, and played the Lightning. Uh, it was a 4 four nothing shutout loss. Um, I was scratched for the night with a uh, minor upper body injury, and I had to pry a reluctant pat away from the bottle long enough to, to do a recap uh, on the game and the impending chemo meltdown. Uh, later, oh, later, which was later soberly recanted. Oh, and it was a booze and filled rant too. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, it was. You know, I didn't even read the whole thing, but I got I got the gist of it. I'm like, what is what is up, Pat's ass? What kind of wild hair got a Pat's ass on chemo teaming in? But yeah, so uh, L- Lamont Native, this guy from Lamont that, uh, that, that that's around, you may have heard of him. His name's Scott Darling. He was in net. Uh, it was scoreless after one. Uh, they were down two nothing after two, and uh, it ended you know four nothing. It ended four nothing. <clears throat> uh, he saved twenty four or twenty five of twenty nine, which is fine. You know, I mean, uh, he probably could have stopped one or two of them, but the Blackhawks basically just shit the bed in front of him, so he could have stopped three of the four of them, and he still would have lost the game anyway. Which I'm, we're going to bring that up a little later when it comes to people saying dumb shit like that. Uh, I'm going to skip this next one and leave it up at the end. Uh, <laughs> the team in a trade was uh, was announced uh, basically towards the end of the first period. I think the uh, the, Phil- the Philadelphia Flyers Twitter uh, – <clears throat> Announced it, and is the guys from Cheer the Anthem also said we we all had to check and make sure it wasn't a fake account because uh, we were like, what? Why would they? Why would they? You know, release this information in the middle of a game, but uh, they did right in the middle of the Blackhawks game. I think Philly was actually playing that night too, but or no, no, Philly wasn't because Philly's was going to play the next day, and Teeman was going to make a season debut that next day. Um, the first goal, uh, unfortunately, was. Basically, because of a, of a horrible terrifying and turnover, where he uh, miscalculated shooting the puck around the net, the puck hits off the side of the net and rockets right out into the slot. So that was real beautiful. Or was it? Did, did it go behind? No, it went behind the net. It uh, hit the net, hit the side of the net, went behind the net, and that was uh, was it. Druan, maybe. Yeah, it was Druan. Druan, yeah, made a really nice reverse pass. Out to uh, Boyle, I think it was Brian Boyle, and uh, and he just buried it because Darling was doing what he probably should have been doing, which is looking over his other shoulder for the wraparound. Yeah. Then they're done that. Uh, Shitty Verstig uh, is back, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier, uh, and he could, to this moment he still I think has been pretty shitty lately. Uh, I I don't think it has any, uh, any coincidence to do, or uh, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Kane is out. I think Kane really drove him to be a better player, and uh, was able to cover up. You know, was able to cover up for him a lot. So, 
So also the uh, the power play, like I said uh, earlier, um, it's bad every game. There's not a game where the power play hasn't been bad. So uh, I, I, I'm going to bring it up every game, but the power play is just fucking terrible. And it's gotten worse as everything's gone on. So uh, it just looks like they don't know what they're doing out there. And I, Sounds to me like they may have tuned out the coaching staff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wishful thinking again on my part. Yeah, it makes you wonder what is going on because you know what there was. I think there was only like one year really in there where their power play was really gangbuster. Most of the time it was like they were pretty good shorthanded, uh, you know, on the PK. But their power play, I don't think, except for like one year, I don't think their power play was really out of control good. So who knows? I mean, how many how many assistant coaches have we gone through? Oh God! Way so, too many. Yeah, and and nothing's changed. So what does that tell you? <clears throat> anyway, um, this was the last game for a bust named Tim Erickson <laughs> because the Blackhawks basically waived him. Uh, they didn't think anyone was going to pick him up, nor did I think they even really cared if anyone picked him up. They were probably like, "Please take him off our hands." Uh, which is probably what they should have done with Roosevelt too, but it's it's the curse of the Jim Dow jersey, man. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Where Dylan Olson, he was thirty four for a while. I think the uh, uh, Colomore wore it a little bit too before he wore number five. I think I don't I don't remember exactly though. I'm sure I'm, I'm surprised there aren't track marks right up his back. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, Tim Erickson, uh, say la vie. <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah. We knew or not what we had. Uh, so, um, the Stamco skull, and I remember this one, uh, he on the power play late in the game, Stamkos uh, just surgically sniped uh, Scott Darling from a terrible angle and hit about a, like, Probably a three by two area above Darling's shoulder to uh, score a power play goal, and did it like effortlessly. It was pretty incredible. So, if you can remember that far back, not me. Blood pressure was a little high this night. Yeah. I remember that. I remember thinking he could have fit that in a pop can. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a pretty goal. That was a really pretty goal. Um, and then, uh, my note on this was, uh, basically Ben Bishop, uh, is exactly what the Blackhawks are hoping Scott Darling will turn into. If you look at Pecorine and Ben Bishop, that is what they're hoping they're going to get on uh, Scott Darling. A big goalie who's pretty mobile and can take up a lot of net. Um, and, you know, Ben Bishop was not really thought that highly of when he played for St. Louis and when he played for uh, Ottawa. He was kind of a basically a throw-in guy that they was traded around the league. So, you know, he was, well, I think he was a higher draft pick, and he was, like, a successful AHL goalie, which Scott Darling was too, you know, when, when he uh, played last year, whatever he did play this year. 
when he wasn't fighting it out with Michael Leighton. But that, uh, if, if you're wondering what the Blackhawks are expecting out of Scott Darling, just watch what's going on in Tampa because that's what they're hoping to get out of Scott Darling. So, And why Antti Ranta is sitting in Rockford right now. And may get traded in the offseason. I don't think he should, but it definitely could happen. I think it's likely to happen, but... Well, I mean, like, like I said, like I said last time, it, it sounds like it's something the Blackhawks might, you know, might investigate. But he's a cheap goalie. He's young. They got another year on him. Putting, you know, having him be the starter in Rockford next year with uh, maybe Matt Carruth, it's not the worst idea in the world. No, it's not. You know, and what are you going to get him? Another Michael Layton? I mean, Layton's going to be somewhere else doing something somewhere. He may get a backup gig somewhere, you know, on some crappy team like Winnipeg or something. When they unload Pavlik and go with uh, local hero Michael Hutchinson to play net next year. But who knows, you know, or or Toronto. He may even end up in Toronto. They trade Bernier or or whatever happens. But, you know, there's there's going to be a team out there somewhere that might want to take a... I mean, look at uh, Jason LaBarbera signed with you know, Anaheim last year, or this year, I mean, so, you know, anything can happen. Uh, so, uh, on to the Carolina game. Um, this is the game on trade deadline day, so this was, there was a lot going on. All day I was, you know, watching the trades and everything like that, and then uh, we actually did the... the Shoutcast the next day, but um, the Blackhawks won five two against a team who's pretty terrible. Um, there, you know, there's not much there. Kind of expected the Blackhawks to walk in and roll over them, and they kind of did. Um, Crawford was in net, stopped twenty four of twenty six. The Blackhawks were actually outshot twenty nine twenty six which is kind of shocking, but the Blackhawks had run up such a big lead early that uh, the game was kind of out of hand at that point. Goals, uh, two by Taves. He had an even strength and a shorthanded goal. Uh, Saad hit a goal, Kruger hit a goal, and Jose had a goal. Uh, The Canes... (laughs) The Canes suck a huge sack of testicles, I said. That was one of my notes. Uh... (laughs) Cam Ward, who used to be one of my favorite goalies back when he was good, uh, was pulled and uh, Kudobin played the third period for uh, Carolina. I don't even think I caught that when the game was going on. I didn't either, honestly. (laughs) I think uh, something came up on the screen and I just recognized that Cam Ward's pads look different. I'm like, wait a minute, is that Kudobin in there? And... uh, and it, it's funny that it, uh, you know we're bringing up Hugh Dobin here because yesterday I was watching the Bruins game and uh, that Svedberg guy was playing net and he's flopping you know he's flopping all over the ice making all kinds of saves and he's you know kind of the the backup goalie hero right now and the first thing I thought of is that is the next Anton Kudobin right there because that's what he's going to do he's going to end up uh, he's going to end up on some shitty team who's thinking that Svedberg could be their starting goalie or something like that. And he's going to turn into like a you know a one B goalie, where he's going to get lit up all, all you know, 
put Kud- put Kudobin, you know, behind someone who's a good goalie, like a Pecorino or something like that, and he'll probably stand out. But you put him behind Cam Ward, where Cam Ward can't even hold his own starting position, not so good. So, I was never a big Kudobin fan. I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of, you know, backup goalies who, like, you know, like Ray Emery did for the Blackhawks a couple years ago. Everyone was jumping on that bandwagon and tooting that horn that he should be a starting goalie. And, and he goes to Philly and... and is he a starting starting Philly? Nope. You know, it's it's easy to be a backup goalie when there's no pressure on you. When you when you get that starting position, it's a whole different world. So you know what's funny too is if you think about it, that 2013 season, Emery probably had a better year than Crawford in the regular season. Oh yeah. And had he not been injured, he probably would have been the starting goalie in the playoffs. I remember that was a big talking point: is that Emery probably would have been that goalie. And yeah. so you wonder, like, if, if Emery was in net, do the Hawks win that cup? And, no, no. like, probably not. And I don't, you know, I remember there being a lot of talk about that. And I don't know that, I, I didn't feel that it was, he was in danger of playing that much because right. of the fact that Emery's hips can't take that 16-game grind like that. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Crawford in net. So yeah. I was, like, I mean, and, I mean, I guess if Emery being hurt, made that necessary it's a it's a fine evil to me but i just thought that was kind of an interesting thought on it oh yeah yeah i I, but i remember people you know bringing up like the meatheads do this year and it's you know with like they did with ranta last year i mean could you imagine (laughs) can you really imagine i mean we've seen what ranta is you know the book's out on him everyone knows about him now and he's turned into a you know an okay backup goalie but the Blackhawks kind of soured on him. Can you imagine if he was a starter all the time? I'd be scared. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was a good story for Ray Emery, and he does. You know, he's probably a, he's a good backup, and that's all he's going to be. His body can't take that. He they can go out there and claim that his body can, but there's no way his body was taking that 16 game grind in the playoffs. It just was not going to happen. I said it then, and I and I maintain it. It couldn't happen. You know, you need a healthy goal. You don't need a guy with hip problems. <laughs> you know, the the two hardest, uh, body, you know, the, the the two body parts that have the hardest, uh, you know, wear on them as goalies are knees and, and hips. And he's had two surgically, you know, repaired hips. I just don't trust that. And I, the Blackhawks obviously did either. So... And I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. So, so I, I'm not obviously injured to an extent of Ray Emery, but well, your extent have... is a little higher. <laughs> your, your injury is a little higher. It's like between years. Well, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I have the startings of a, a bad hip and a bad knee, and it's it's over essentially if you're not in tip-top shape. And even for him having a hip replaced, I can't even imagine putting up with a grind of being of like a playoff run. Like you said, there's no way he would be able to hold up like that. Yeah. Well, it, I could barely drag myself out of bed in the morning. I mean, now but then hear, again, you know, he's not a drunken slob like me. <laughs> well put. Now, if you're going to hear this, can you hear this? Hear that knocking? That's me yeah. knocking on wood. I've never had my knees. Uh, I've never had a serious knee injury and I've never had a serious hip injury, but I will tell you that, my knees and my hips hurt every day, all day. 
when I wake up in the morning, I, I kneel down on, on my knees and I can barely get up. And that's all from football uh, in high school and uh, playing goalie. That's because well, you're, you're a fucking dinosaur compared to us. Well, yeah, that, that, <laughs> this is true. This is true. And I will be a year older tomorrow. So. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Or actually, you'll be a year older when the showcast ends. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, at the rate go. we're going. Um, so yeah, uh, back back on track. <laughs> back on track. Um, Vermette and Timonen played in this uh, Carolina game. Uh, Desjardins didn't. Who cares? As I said. <laughs> At this point, I don't care about Desjardins. I don't care if he ever plays. As long as, if, if him and Carcillo oh. stay in the press box, that's fine by me. Uh, uh, speaking of Vermette, his face-off percentage was 29% in that game. And they. this is just after everyone touts him as the you know one of the top face-off men in the league. He comes in and sucks it up, sucks up the place. He was, he's been better since, but it was just kind of ironic that he comes in like that. Those number 80s, they take a little bit uh, time to get going, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. Takes a little bit to get going. Yeah. Just wait until, Ex- we, wait until we get the 80th episode of the Shoutcast. Excellent choice of numbers, Mr. Vermette. Yeah. That, that is disgraceful. That is just fucking Ke- disgraceful. Me and Kevin Weeks are proud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say to that. I didn't wear it when I played goalie, though. I, I wore it when I played forward. So. Oh well, that makes it all better. Oh yeah. Because I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were stellar then too. I just parked myself in front of the net. I'm like, hey, I know goalies can't stop it if they don't see it. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I think I heard. I heard a scouting report from someone who told me that. <laughs> Stankus can't move. He just goes and stands in front of the net. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it worked for a while. <laughs> For a while, you mean by one one men's league session? <laughs> then I got Roosevelt and thrown to the curb, and I haven't found a team since. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeesh. Um, so, uh, let's see. As I say here, uh, you know you're bad when you surrender two assists to uh, the temporary serviceable Michael Roosevelt. Uh, he actually made a, a pretty nice pass to uh, Taves on the first goal. It was kind of a nice sharp pass to... Uh, it's probably the only pass he's going to make all year that's sharp. Uh, and, of course, it's against the shitty Hurricane, so. Yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, Uncle Roosevelt had to be happy for that one. Oh, God, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw him at the bar later that week, and he's like, hey, how about that Roosevelt? I'm like, it's one game, man. It's one game. Uh, against the Hurricanes, no less. <laughs> Just look where they played. God. Yeah. It could have been a it could have been a bunch of mites or something. Uh, the PK didn't miss a beat with Smith off to San Jose. Uh, they've actually the PK has been very good every game, so the the Blackhawks haven't really missed him on the PK. They missed the goals that he's scoring though. Uh, yeah, well, he, that's because he's actually given you know decent ice time. Did you hear the people bitching that he uh, about him being able to play for San Jose the night of the trade deadline? No. I yeah, there, there was actually people complaining, like, that's not fair that Ben Smith got to play for the Sharks that night and Desjardins didn't. Like, do you really want Desjardins playing that game? 
And who cares? Maybe yes. he couldn't get a flight. I mean, yeah. it could have been a million and one things. Well, not, and Ben Smith was going back in time two hours to San Jose, so he had, you know, extra time to get there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of logistics with that stuff. I mean, where was, you know, where, whatever. It's not even worth fighting over. No, but it was worth bringing up. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I, I agree with that, yeah. but it's not even, you know, people like that just need to be smacked because that's just stupidity. Who cares? I'm surprised, I'm surprised one of our number one fans on Facebook didn't bring that up. It wasn't uh, from him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had a discussion about a certain someone today with another certain someone today about that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I said uh, when Desjardins, when Desjardins plays, who sits? And, I, and apparently it turned out the next game was Tevu. Oh, please more on that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I posted up the actual lines for the game, which were uh, Versteeg playing on the first line with Taves and Hosa, Saad, Vermette, and Sharp on the second line. Um, Teravainen played this game because Desjardins wasn't there. He played with Richards and Bickle. Uh, Shaw, Kruger, and Nordstrom. And then on defense, you had Keith and Runblad, Timonen and uh, Seabrook, and then uh, Jalmerson and Roosevelt were the third pair. Which... Okay, there's only, there's only one line I like out of all that. It's a fourth line. Yeah. That's it. That's probably the way the fourth line should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of an unpopular opinion, but I kind of like Keith with Runblad. Not because I like, well, I like Runblad with Keith. Cause, I mean, I just think that playing with Keith gives Runblad more confidence to be adequate. I, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I, I don't, you know, a lot of people are ragging on Runblad. And, well, I don't think Runblad... I, you know, I'm the one that started adequate run, lad. So I was going to say double points for the use yeah. of adequate. That was, yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I started that whole thing with adequate run, but I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people have made him out to be. But then again, I, I also defended Tim Erickson for a brief time too. So, but that was only because uh, after two games, he was being branded a bust already. And I'm like, can't you give him like, six games, you know? Right. I mean, you, you know, any player can suck for two straight games, especially after, you know, just being traded. So, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, Runblad, I don't hate him. Uh, I don't he's think got he's a that, hell of a shot. Yeah, that's what I hear. But he's he's got concrete boots, which is, which sucks. But he does have a hard shot, which is all right if you've got someone like Keith who can actually cover for you. Right. That's you what know? I think, too, is like in, with Keith, you, I mean, Keith is obviously – a two-time Norris winner, one of the best defensemen in the league. Yeah, and so he's going to get you the puck more. Yeah, and so and if I mean if you're playing on the top line with Keith and playing with the you know with the up with the top six guys, you're going to have the puck more and you're going to get to use that shot and put some pucks on net and hope to get ugly goals. Yeah, and, and it kind of spreads the wealth out a little bit because then it can move Seabrook somewhere else, so right. Seabrook can actually kind of help carry on another player. Which right. In this case, it was Timonen, or you know, you could put you know. Actually, the the pairing of Seabrook and Jomerson was pretty damn good. Yeah. So you know, then then you just got to straighten out the you straighten out the third pair. If you've got you know Oduya um, and Timonen, that's not bad. I would rather see Runblad with Keith than Roosevelt out there, fucking trekking right. around. Right. For sure. You know, and then throw throw Roosevelt in like every three games or something like that. You know, to to give Runblad a break or to give whoever a break. Yeah, and I mean, once, and you know, Oduya's coming back, and once Trevor Van Riemsdyk gets back, you can even take Runblad out. And I think Van Riemsdyk played with Keith briefly, and he looked really good. Yeah. And so obviously you can't expect him to be at that same 
level that he was at. That's yeah. kind of fluke because he went through a major knee surgery. But if he pl- if he is able to play at that same level, like if he plays with Keith, and then you have Jalmerson and and Jalmerson and Seabrook and Teeman and Oduya, like that's pretty good defensive depth for the playoffs. Yeah, well, and I I do kind of find I'm glad you brought up uh, Van Riemsdyk because. I've been finding it kind of I, I haven't really made a, a big deal about it, but um, I find it kind of ironic that like everyone's you know expect he's going to skate, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, and they thought he was going to play, and every everyone with a brain knew he was going to get sent somewhere you know for a conditioning assignment, and he gets sent down for a conditioning assignment, and then uh, the, the 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 Ice Hogs didn't have a game for five days. And they said, oh well, he'll probably play over the weekend. Well, that weekend came and went, and he didn't play. So obviously he had somewhat of a setback, or he just was not ready. So now it's coming up to this next weekend, which is you know, whatever the date is coming up, the 16th or something like that, and uh, he's probably supposed to play his first game this weekend, which only gives him like oh two weeks or something like that to get in game shape for when the playoffs come. I don't know, man. I think I don't know. Yeah, I think part of sending the, him for the conditioning assignment, and then they also uh, put Odia on the, not LTIR, but the injured list or whatever. Yeah. I think that was all sort of roster moves to make space for trades. Because you needed room for team in an and for Matt, because you did, obviously you didn't move NHL guys. The only NHL guy you moved was Smith, and you replaced him with Desjardins, who's also in the NHL. Yeah. So I think it was just a lot of, uh, like, creating roster spots. Yeah. And whenever he gets back up, I think it'll they'll level it. They'll work themselves out. Yeah. No, I guess we're going to see. I'm sure they've got a plan, so <sighs> we shall see. Um, and uh, the last thing I said is uh, they, they kind of brought it up in the game uh, that there's a guy on uh, Carolina, and his name is Michael Hordan. And uh, I basically said he, he embarrassed his namesake. In the game because he was probably out. I think he was out there for like three goals or something like that, and uh, it was pretty ugly. He's pretty bad. He's kind of like a top out there, just fucking spinning around, not having a clue what was going on. I remember you, so you he, had you had an awesome tweet about him during that game. You said something about the White Sox, Michael Jordan. That the, the <laughs> Carolina must be pissed that they got the White Sox, Michael Jordan. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Yeah, I think Pat, you did that right. Was that you, Pat? Uh, no, I, yeah, I think it was you. Oh, maybe I did say that. Yeah, unless we got a, you know, mysterious third member. No, maybe it was me. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing I noticed was that Justin Falk, you know, the American hero defenseman. That guy's fucking slow as hell. Because uh, I watched the Blackhawks blow around him all night long. So okay, so you are describing the Blackhawks defense, just so you know, right now. <laughs> no, I, no, he's slow. Yeah, but- he's like Roosevelt slow. Well, yeah, I was going to say Jordan or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. He's more like a Roosevelt getting turnstile like a top. Yeah, and so Falk was Falk, is, too. And so was yeah. John Michael Lyles, who actually apparently still plays Rod in the Blatt, NHL. And I him. Him. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, teaming in those four-year-old, four-year-old uh, veterans. <laughs> You're an expert in that territory. Yeah, I am an expert in that territory. <laughs> We've had a lot of these, though, where you talk like John Michael Lyles still plays. Yeah. We had, like, Brad Boys didn't know he was still playing. Derek Roy is apparently still playing, too. Oh, yeah. He's in the uh, he's in yeah, the Edmonton. And just random guys I didn't know were still playing, to be honest. Yeah, John Michael Lyles is one that I definitely didn't realize still played. 
I thought he was gone, but he's apparently still there. He actually, I think, scored a game. I remember scored a goal. <laughs> I loved when he got traded. I shouldn't say love. I, I almost felt bad for him when he got traded right before the Winter Classic. He he goes out and takes practice, and then they come and get him and send him in the locker room. He's not allowed to play in the Winter Classic because they traded him. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> the poor guy. I was like, that, that sucks. Can't wait for the three hours until after the game. To yeah, I know. His with. family was probably there. and <laughs> It's almost like getting scratched in the playoffs when you're playing uh, in your home <laughs> home rink. Like right. McLeddy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's laughing with two big bags of Monopoly money now, Although so I he, heard he that, don't care. I heard that tonight McLeddy <clears throat> didn't play. He was a, I don't know if he's a healthy scratch or if he's hurt, but he did not play tonight. So I don't know what the deal is with that. I'll have to look that up. He, I mean, he's still got two. He, he's still probably laying in his bed with two big bags of cash, but nonetheless. Um, then we have the last two games. Uh, the last or uh, the second to last game was the uh, Oilers game. Uh, the Blackhawks won two one in a shootout. Uh, Crawford was in net. He carried a team for you know basically the entire game. He made, uh, I think it was a career high, or it was a career high, but I think it was 46 saves. Um, and he was 3 for 3 in the shootout. Yeah, 46. Yeah. yeah, which was a career high for him. So anyone wants to go out there and say that Crawford can't steal a game for the Blackhawks, here you go. Here's one. Uh, ben Scrivens also played a great game. Uh, someone said he played the game of his life, but I don't think that was necessarily true because he had a like a 50-save shutout earlier in the year. So that was the game of his life. Well, was that bit, uh, he, it was the 60 save shutout last year yeah. that he had. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, it's not the I game mean, of his life. It's close. It was, yeah, it's close. I'll give, I'll he give was him. excellent, though. Yeah, he was good. It kind of sucks when you play that good. And it kind of makes you wonder, you know, how bad, you know, with Devin Dubnik going to um, Minnesota and actually playing decently. Kind of makes you wonder what these guys could do in other places with, with actual defense in front of them. Yeah, Scrivens did play good, but the Blackhawks played horrible in that game. They, they were, did. They were ugly everywhere. Well, these last two games, the Blackhawks have been terrible. I thought they were good against the Rangers. They had some chances, but uh, yeah. Well, he, I mean, we'll get to that. But yeah, I, I was not as optimistic about it. But yeah, <laughs> they weren't terrible, but they were not. All that great either. Um, they were adequate. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even give them that. But um, serviceable. Yeah, the uh, the power play sucks as I've mentioned many many times. Uh, Brent Seabrook tied the game late in the third. Vermette scored the shootout winning goal after getting some uh, some suggestions from Taves on the bench. No one told. No one would tell them tell us what that suggestion was. They wanted to keep it a secret, but apparently Taves told Vermette how to score or what move to make. Uh, Blackhawks should never be this close to the Oilers. Uh, Desjardins sucks as uh, as we all or all of us sane people figured. Desjardins pretty much sucks. Why he was playing on a third line, I don't know, but I don't know. What's the lesser of two evils, Andrew Shaw or Desjardins? I don't, I don't even know. So... I said, uh, and speaking of uh, Desjardins, they scratched Tevu for him, and uh, nothing like slowing the team down against a te- uh, speed team. Brilliant coaching mood. 
move. Uh, as always, two cups forever. Well, I think that we, everybody, when we saw Tevu was scratched for this game, we had to be hoping and praying that Gorilla Salad was not giving him any advice while they were in the press box together. No, no. <laughs> I think uh, Gorilla Salad can't necessarily uh, string enough words together to complete a sentence. So, well, I could picture Tevu just turning to him and going, "Me no speak English," and that was yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see Carcello just pointing and grunting, basically. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Or or the fantastic advice of, you know how you get back in the lineup is the next game you're in the lineup, you run around like a chicken with your head cut off and just start throwing your weight around and cross-checking people in the back. And get suspended. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And the last note on this was uh, Brad Richards has left the building because... He's been nowhere to be found. And his snake bitten and everything as sharp has been, Richards has just basically evaporated into nothing. He's been in nothing. I thought that it was, I mean, when uh, New York bought him out, I was like, what are they doing? Like, I mean, obviously he probably wasn't worth the money they were paying him, but I yeah. thought even keeping him around was probably a good idea. But now, I mean, they they saw something and they were smart to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty crazy. He's not aging well. No, he's not. And and I don't know what it was. I don't know if his confidence was shaken when they gave him that big contract and he just couldn't live up to it. And just he's never been able to get his confidence back, or what? Or if it if it really is just he isn't that good anymore. I, I don't know. I, I go I waver back and forth on on it, but he's just. I think his thing is like. In order to be an effective goal scorer, like which is pretty much his game, you have to be fast. And he's so slow now. Yeah. He just can't get himself in position. He can't beat defenders. Yeah. The only time he's as good as when he has, you know, excellent uh, talent around him. And, yeah. you know, he can use, you know, he can, he can kind of basically glom off of whatever other talent is out on the ice. Right. And that's why, like, I thought, and I, I mean, when they signed him, I was hoping that they'd put him between Sod and Kane. So yeah. I thought that's the perfect line. Especially, like, for Richards, you have Patrick Kane... I mean, doing Patrick Kane things and setting up Brad Richards to put the puck in the net. Yeah. And, I mean, that line, obviously, probably now, you, you probably don't want to put that together when you can put Kane with Vermette or Taze or mm-hmm. Tavo. But at the same time, like, if you, if you, the best way to use Richards is probably to put Kane on his wing, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. <laughs> if he's just going to, he's going to just sit on the third line and, and die out there or what or, but if the Blackhawks don't have a, a, a decent third line in the playoffs, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. They've got to have a solid third line that they can throw out there and play some quality minutes and not get their asses handed to them, or they're not going to make it past the first round when everyone thinks Patrick King's going to actually, you know, miraculously come back. Yeah. I think if I think if Kane makes an early return, we'll see him in the second round. I don't think first. I think first round's out of the question. I think I thought the first and second round were out of the question. I thought it would be third round at the you know at the earliest. You know, I mean, the th- they gave the twelve week projection, but I just felt like they were kind of giving the the under the under promise over deliver, where they said, you know, oh, it's nine to twelve weeks. Okay, we'll say twelve, and maybe and hopefully it'll be nine. And, yeah. You know, maybe that's what their maybe that's their angle because you know there's always a bunch of bullshit with how they bill hockey injuries if they they just say upper body and all that stuff so we'll see yeah yep so 
that's that game. Uh, and then the last game was the Rangers. Uh, the Blackhawks uh, lost one nothing in an overtime, and it was a shutout loss, clearly. Um, Crawford was a net. He was awesome through 60 minutes. He was just, he stood on his head, made s- several, he was even better than he was in the Oilers game. He just was all over the place. He made 36 saves. He still lost. Um, thanks to his team's inability to step up. Uh, I actually did see people on the stupid interweb that blamed Crawford for this loss. And if you think Crawford uh, had anything to do with that loss, you're a fucking idiot and a complete moron. And you have no, they had no business of being in OT in the first place. There were a couple times where just he single-handedly kept them in the game. So, uh, Cam Talbot played well too. He didn't play as good as Crawford, but he did play good. You know, you got to give him credit. He got the shutout. He didn't have as much to do as Crawford did, but the Blackhawks just simply, you know, weren't able to to beat him. Uh, the Blackhawks goals were yes, scored but by. He has a, he, what's that? I, I was going to say Cam Talbot has got one of the best goalie masks out there right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, I love that mask because that's my favorite it's, movie. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's awesome. Yeah, the Ghostbusters one. The way he's yeah. played, like he's he's kept the Rangers in contention with Longfist out, and so yeah. I feel like he's, he's probably playing himself. I don't know if this is his contract year or whatever, but he's probably playing himself into getting a shot at a starting role somewhere else next year. Well, you know, that's the same thing. The end, the the, the anti Hudobin thing. You know, they got to be careful because you give Cam Talbot the he he may run with it, but more often than not, you throw those backup goalies in there right away and into a starting position all by themselves and give them that pressure. Right. I'd be careful with that. I'd rather I'd rather have him as like a, you know, like I would have rather had him in like a situation where uh, Broder was at, where, you know, he was like at the end of his career, he was going to be gone. He, you could split time, give me a year to settle in with the new team. I would rather it be like that. But Right. Yeah, that's just me, and that's in a, in a perfect situation, so... Uh, the play, the power play is still sucking. Uh, the Blackhawks goals were scored by, well, obviously no one. Uh, I, I kind of pointed it out at the beginning of the game that uh, Elaine Vigneault started Kevin Hayes at center. And we talked about Kevin Hayes earlier. Um, I, I viewed that as a little bit of a fuck you to the Blackhawks uh, to get like Kevin Hayes start against the team that he basically shunned. So uh, it, I know Quenville came back and started uh, Richards and Carcillo. Because they were former uh, Rangers, but whatever, fuck that. I think uh, Vigneault won on that matchup. So did Roosevelt start too then on defense? I think he did. Oh, God. Yeah. See, I, see the guy who did the recap for this game may have missed the beginning of the game. <laughs> may have. <laughs> I may have did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all right. We, 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 we pieced it together. We, we got our Band-Aids out and pieced it together. Uh. I don't know, Kevin, Kevin Hayes didn't score in the game, but, you know, he does, he he plays pretty well. I, I, I don't look at him and, and think that, you know, hey, if he was on the Blackhawks, I'd be tearing him apart because I don't think that. He's played pretty well. For a guy just out of college playing, uh, what is he, third-line center for them? I think he's third-line center. He's playing pretty good. He's got, like, you know, over a dozen goals. and Not bad for a rookie. Yeah, I just don't think he would have had – the same opportunity in Chicago. Oh no, he wouldn't have. That's obviously you know we all know that the way that the Quenville it doesn't give rookies any fucking which is 
makes it even more odd with the Van Reem side thing. Right. Because he's like the one exception to the rule where they, they just give him as much leash as he wants. And just Well, he, I mean, the thing is, Van Reem's like, he started off really limited. He was like playing the least, the least minutes. Cause I, I mean, I focused on him a lot in the beginning cause I was so impressed by him. And yeah. I followed him and like he, I mean, I just felt like he played well and earned Hugh's trust. And I remember at one point Hugh had him playing his offside on a pair with like Runblad. And that to me spoke pretty like, spoke volumes where it was like, wow, Q is like putting this young kid out there on his offside. Like that's a lot of trust. I thought that was kind of cool. And I mean, maybe, you know, Hayes obviously would have had the opportunity to do that if he had played well, but I think he wanted to come into the team and be told, yeah, you'll be on the NHL roster this year. And the Hawks weren't ready to do that. No, they weren't. And I don't think they should have been because they had other guys like McNeil and Tavo and Denal who are all also good prospects yeah. in the same position. And so to just say to that guy, yeah, we're going to put you up and, like, you know, halt those other three guys and, like, give them, take away their opportunity would be foolish. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that part of it. I mean, you can't say that he would have definitely come in and, and played, but if he plays the way, you know, if, if he did come in and play the way that the Rain, you know, he's played for the Rangers, the Blackhawks might probably would have been forced to, to play him somewhere. Right. Uh, but, you know, yeah. I think, you know, I get the, the whole contract situation during the summer and all that stuff, but they had plenty of time to get him in and sign him. You know, if they really wanted him here, they would have found a way to get him signed ahead of time before last year. You know, before he became, you know, what he was, uh, you know, a runner-up for the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the uh, Hobie Baker. Baker last year. And stuff. Well, I kind of feel like part of that though is that he, I think he wanted to stay in college for the four years. Yeah. And obviously, you can't sign a pro contract and and stay in the in the NCAA. And so I think yeah. that was the position they were in, where they like wanted to wait. And I think I honestly think they probably did want him around. And I, I mean, I mean, Stan said it, but of course, I'm not going to say that they didn't. But I think they tried, and I think that he, I think, I think it was more a hate thing than a Blackhawks thing, where he said, "Okay, you guys aren't going to give me the spot that I want, then I'm out of here." No, yeah, it's, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I was, I I was a little the other side, um, at the beginning of the year. I was like, fuck him. Who does he think he is kind of thing? But he's kind of proven that he's a pretty good player. Right. Just kind of, he's kind of stuck it in the Blackhawks ass and to lose. I mean, I know they're going to get compensation. The yeah, they're good, but it's a second round draft pick, you know. I mean, how many how many Blackhawks second round draft picks have, you know, turned into what Kevin Hayes has turned into, you know? Brandon Saad. Other well, other than Brandon Saad, but yeah. <laughs> other than that, you don't you don't normally. I mean, Brandon Saad is again an exception been, to the rule. He was supposed yeah. to be like a top five guy that year, and, and he dropped. Yeah, yeah, and just same like Tevu, you know, he was. The only reason they got him is because he dropped it. His, his, you know, he dropped in the draft. So, yeah. you know, they're going to have to get lucky to get something, you know, equivalent or even close to what Kevin Hayes has turned into. Right. So it, it's going to it's going to be a lot of luck. Yeah. Otherwise, they basically lost ground at it. So, um. Speaking of rookies, uh, this was Tevu's best game as a Blackhawk. Uh, I noticed it early, and everyone else noticed it early, too. I mean, it was pretty 
it was pretty apparent that he was he was engaged, he was aggressive, he was a legitimate threat, he was hungry for the puck, he was taking a lot of shots, he uh, he looked like you know a legitimate top six threat out there, even though he wasn't playing top six, he was still in the third, wasn't he? Still playing third line? I believe so. Yeah. He looked like a threat out there. He had several really good shots, really good chances. I saw him take the puck away from Taze, <laughs> which is, you know, that takes a lot of balls. So, but, uh, you know, he didn't score, but I was convinced that he was going to actually score sometime in that game. And if anyone was going to score in the game, it was going to be him. So let's, let's just hope that he continues uh, on that path. I, I'm sorry to, you know, piss on your parade here about how great Tevu was. But you damn well know Gwynville's going to bench him the next game because he was on the ice for the overtime goal. Yeah, well. It, it, it's not going to surprise me, that's all. I don't know. I don't know. Puck and hostile bet, come on. <laughs> we'll go 12-pack. All right, I, I guess you're on for that one. So, and we're back. We had a little bit of a, a technical difficulty there. Um, Adam dropped off, which is no big deal. It happens. Technology, you got to love it. But um, we'll wrap up this game, and then we'll get out of here for the night uh, so we're not in here after midnight. <laughs> uh, if For those of you who didn't see, uh, I just, while we were waiting to get hooked back up with Adam, I uh, posted a picture of, of the lovely and talented Barrett Jackman as he was being... Uh, as he was being interviewed on NHL Network, and boy, let me tell you, it's a work of art. Because <laughs> he's a, one ugly son of a bitch. What a frightening human being. <laughs> he is ugly. He, it's it's like, as ugly as the goal that he scored tonight. So He's a, he's a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Seriously, that's one of the most disgusting human beings I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that just goes in with... Uh, the uh, the slacky uh, hate hate caps from uh, <laughs> hockey night because some of the stuff that he I, I couldn't come up with it he's he's a he is a uh, a genius when it comes to blues hate so <laughs> they're timeless and you should go back and read every one of them because <laughs> they are great do we do we dare ask Derek Arms to come up with a goblin Barrett uh, Jackman <laughs> Photoshop for us. See, this is the problem with with Mr. Derek Harms is we should not have to ask him to do anything. He should just be doing things <laughs> because he's paying attention. So this is where he is failing at his job. So this is your one warning, Mr. Harms. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, back to, we're going to finish up this Rangers game. Uh <laughs> Eventually, uh, sharp head chances. He ba- uh, basically, as I said, he has a flaming case of the yips, and uh, it's 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 horrible. So. I'll cut him some slack because knowing Sharp, he probably went into the score and beat the living piss out of Dan Bernstein over over the last week because Bernstein just enjoys to hear himself talk. Well, I'll man. leave it at that. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I feel bad for Sharp, but at the same time, it's like. Could you please score a goal or two? Well, I do and I don't because some of it, he, some of it, I think he has probably brought on himself. But yeah, not all of it. But anyway. Uh, but anyways, if you do go to the score, make sure you beat the piss out of Dan Bernstein for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bickle was scratched for this game for Gorilla Salad uh, because, yeah, that, that's a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't even know for. I mean, maybe they wanted to start Gorilla Sale against the Rangers because they uh, they wanted to give send an fu to the Rangers. But I think basically that helps the Rangers more than it hurts them. So, well, the problem I had with I didn't have a problem with Scratch and Bickle because I thought it was a long time coming. It doesn't make it okay that he makes four million bucks and he's a scratch. But the problem I had with dressing Gorilla Salad is you have the two guys who are struggling the most on offense right now, and Richards and Sharp. So how do you break them out of a slump? Let's put Carcillo on that line. And that you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Next time, warn me. I think I've talked over all of those tonight. What the fuck? Oh. It just it made no sense to me. To, to it doesn't him matter what your opinion is. <laughs> and, and knowing, knowing you, you're going to bring up the NHL network next, too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, jokes on you. I shut up for that one. <laughs> oh, we had to, we had to, we have to go out with a bang, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> completely off the tracks now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we kind of we already touched on this a little bit, but I just I'll, I'll read it off. I said blah 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 all you want about Kevin Hayes, but the Blackhawks had his rights and let him feel like there was no place for him. Um, that's a terrible sell job by the organization for a team that just traded for a big physical center. They traded another first round. Uh, draft pick and a prospect for Vermet. So, while you know Kevin Hayes is not Antoine Vermet right now, but you know that's where this is where we are. So that's that's what it is with the Rangers, <clears throat> and that wraps it up pretty much. What happened, uh, you know, in the past couple weeks? Uh, it's going to be a little more calm the next couple weeks because they can't really make any transactions. So it's just going to be a couple games. It's going to be games and. Uh, thank God, because we need a little bit of a lull to slow things down a little bit. And thanks to Cheer the Anthem, I need to come up with a new episode name for 25. <laughs> That's probably going to take me two weeks, too. Yeah, probably, because, you know, you're not that good at reading. And you know what the worst part is? Is as soon as I saw that tweet from them today, I'm like, don't tell me you're going to do it. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yep. So I'll be looking forward to this break because, you know, three straight weeks of shoutcast, I'm due for a break. Barrett Jackman eats kittens drenched in horsey sauce. <laughs> Thanks, Krista. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was the reply to my tweet with the Barrett Jackman ugly face. So wrapping things up. Um First of all, uh, let's let's uh, circle back on Adam. Adam, uh, you're a staff writer over at the uh, Second City Hockey, so I'm sure yeah. they can find you over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your website is feathersinthehat.com. Yes, sir. And people can find you on the Twitters at feathersinthehat, D-A hat, yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I won't go as far and say um, tonker.co.uk, like, like the Hockey Night guys would say, but... Yeah, <laughs> I'll give them your right because they did it to me one time too. <laughs> like, yeah, you find Puck and Hassel at tonker.co.uk. I'm like, oh, nailed. Ah, you can uh, let's see. As always, visit my man John at Black and Tan Sports, Facebook.com/slash Black and Tan Sports with uh, all your jersey needs, professional and men's league. Uh, you can read. You know, you find all of our stuff. Puckandhassel.com. BlackhawksNews.com and BlackhawksBlog.com. Uh, me, uh, Puck and Hassel on the Twitters and the Facebook. Uh, my cohort, Pat. Find him on the Twitters at Patrick underscore Stankus if he can figure out how to sign in. 
Hey, I know how to and sign in. I and don't, don't ask him how to, how to manually retweet <laughs> something because he's never going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, see, he, he doesn't even know how to respond to that because he doesn't know what a manual retweet is. I guarantee it. So, Drive a truck and work in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you get a chance, do, uh, don't do like our boy Derek Harms did and... and <laughs> And yeah. uh, go over to iTunes, rate and review us if you'd like. Uh, we'd appreciate it. It'll They're make... getting a little uh, personal now, and I don't really care for it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, he's going to have to you know, be sent to detention or something. So uh, if you get a chance and you like our stuff, go over to iTunes and rate and review us. We appreciate that. Shout-outs. Uh, I already gave uh, one to Adam and uh, his musings. Uh, the shout-outs to the Committed Indian, all the guys over there, Forklift CT and the crew at Hockey Night, Chris Block, who, you know, finally after six months had a uh, had a podcast, which was really good, actually, him and Al Samaglia. Uh, he's over at uh, Third Man Inn and Puck Chatter Radio. Uh, the guys that cheer the anthem who just released their 25th episode today, and this is our 24th episode, so we're right behind them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. (laughs) Keith and the crew at Blackhawk Up. uh, Greg Boyson and the crew at Let'sGoHawks.net. And Mike Figueroa, I kind of mentioned him earlier, at FigSigArts.com. And he's uh, on the Facebook, too. And he does a little bit of the Twittering. And uh, uh, one last thing I I actually wanted to bring up. Uh, I kind of tweeted out the link the other day, but... uh, a friend of ours, friend of the blog, uh, Lauren, who runs Hockey Pinup Girls, her sister uh, recently came down with an illness. They're not really sure exactly what it is, but she's you know a very young girl, and she's been uh, relegated to basically wheelchair uh, because of her illness. They're trying to figure out you know exactly what it is. You know, they think they might know what it is. You know, it's a, it's a long story, and, and and I won't do it justice by telling the whole story here. But if you uh, uh, look at uh, our Facebook page or my tweets. I'll probably retweet it again tomorrow. Uh, there's a Go or a GoFundMe page for uh, Karen Mayero, and it's for her trip to the Mayo Clinic to help her get, uh, uh, you know, properly diagnosed and hopefully treated correctly. Um, and Lauren's a, a good girl, and she actually did a uh, puck and hostel hockey pinup girl for me, and uh, I appreciate that. Want and uh, you know, just you know, it'd be good, you know, good doing good things for good people. And uh, if you guys could, you know, if you want, throw 20 bucks, throw 10 bucks, anything that, that helps out. And I actually, uh, you know, I, on behalf of Puck and Hassel, I actually anonymously donated some, so just uh, because it's a good thing to do, you know, what it's pay it forward, and, you know, if, if it was my family. I would hope that they would do the same thing, and uh, you know. So that's that. I, I, again, I will look for it uh, again. You know, tomorrow I'll probably uh, put the link back up and everything like that. But it's uh, Karen Mayero. It's M A I E R O. It's her trip to the Mayo Clinic. You could probably find it by searching on Google, but it'd be easier if I just uh, put up a link. So, everyone, if you want to check that out, and uh, I, I told Lauren that I would. Uh, Mentioned it on the shoutcast, so everyone check that out. Anything uh, for you, Pat? 
Uh, yes, I will give a shout out to the bums over at Four Feathers again, who <laughs> finally just got a lot uh, miscreants. To, yeah, really, seriously. <laughs> How long has it been? I've been giving them shout outs. Seriously, come on. Yeah. But uh, all kidding aside, from them, uh, they're good people. They do giveaways, so go like their page on Facebook. And apparently, as you pointed out last week, they do have a Twitter page as well. Don't ask me what it is because I don't know what it is. Um, and also, uh, the t-shirts are a real thing. Um, we're just going on two weeks now of waiting for a design. That's <laughs> Sonoga Printing Company on Facebook that you could file all your complaints to. Um, but he'll be relaunching in April, so, you know, there's that. And uh, uh, I'll also be in attendance at the Ice Hogs Wolves game on Sunday. So oh, that ought to be fun. Yes, so we might get another hate-filled recap of that game. Might. And <laughs> will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I will also be in attendance for next Tuesday's game against the Islanders. The Islanders. So, yes. So if you see a bum wearing a Marcus Kruger jersey, that is me. Please do not punch me in the face. Stop and say hello, though. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, as I mentioned last week, I will be working the booth for Psychotic Exotics at the uh, National or North American Reptile Breeder Conference in uh, Tinley Park this weekend. Uh, it's at the Tinley Park Convention Center. Uh, if you like reptiles or you're into that thing, that kind of thing, I will be there. Uh, you could, uh, like I said, I'll be working the uh, the booth for Psychotic Exotics, and uh, there's sometimes some celebrities that show up. You may, you know, may or may not know, but if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. If not, that's fine. I understand that, too. Not for everyone. Uh, Adam, you got anything you want to uh, plug or shout out? Uh, well, tomorrow is my girlfriend's birthday, so I should probably give her a shout out. So The 12th or the 10th? Or 11th? Uh, 11th. Wow, it's my birthday. <laughs> wow. Well, happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, oh, that's odd. So wait, so after a night of insulting me, now I'm supposed to say happy birthday to you? No, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, good. Wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the last 12 minutes of 40-ish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 40, yeah. I'll be 41. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. 41 at midnight. Not too bad. Minutes. Jocelyn Tebow, man. Oh, God. <laughs> For Christ's sake, come on. Give me a break. There you Jeez. go. You're killing me. Actually, you know what happened? On my, I, I believe it was on my birthday. Uh, one of the one of uh, an important Blackhawks trade, I believe it was, was when uh, Dennis Savard was brought back from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, was on my birthday God. in 1995, I think. Is that when it happened? That might have uh, been. Yeah. 95 or 96. Yeah, yeah, it was somewhere in there. But that, <clears throat> that happened on my birthday. Well, it's got to be better than what happened on my birthday in 2009. Oh, what was that? The, the Wings eliminated the Hawks in the uh, Western Conference Finals. Oh, that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so usually, actually, my birthday is almost always like right around the trade deadline. So yeah. it's usually trades. You were probably blessed with the whole uh, Sammy Paulson for James Wisniewski trade. Right around there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right around there. So, all right, I'm yeah. starting to ramble. So you yeah, yeah, down. I think we're going to wrap this up. So, <laughs> All right, guys. The uh, Cup Parade, I'll just say this last thing. It was on my birthday, so that was pretty cool. Oh, well, then, sure, I, went I wish to that. I had that. I wish yeah. I had that. Yeah, that was the best birthday party I ever had. So, Actually, yeah. I think one of those uh, tsunamis was on my birthday. Oh, a couple God. years back, which is terrible. I mean, I, I don't have I don't have any luck at all. <laughs> so. Well, I 
I risked my life and went to Detroit for game six or game five in Detroit in 2013. I made it back alive, so that's all that matters. Well, we're going to have to call Detroit and make sure that never happens again. Yeah. Well, so. some guy saw me walking up with two hot dogs back to the seat during the intermission. And he goes, going to be able to make it up to your seat, fatty? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know what? I wish I would have thought of that. Oh, uh, so, well, on that note. <laughs> yeah, that's leave on a high note. Yeah, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting us. Good night, and don't be a meathead. Thank you again for coming down here and joining us tonight. I hope you had a great time, because we sure did. And we will be back. You've been great. We've been Megadeth. Good night.